0: He's been a certified asshole since like 2000.
1: <laughs> yeah, why is he an asshole? Uh
0: he tea. The original the original stuff was that he went under the other band members way back when like in like 96 like before their first album came out and he set up like Third Eye Blind LLC like under his name without telling anybody else. <laughs> and oh. uh, especially considering like on their first album all but four of the songs were co-written with him and Kevin Cadigan the guitarist. And on their second album, there was like half and half, and he basically took a bunch of money out from under everybody else, like royalties and shit and whatnot. Oh my god, it's like website squatting, just like, <laughs> yeah.
2: It's like also uh, I owned ThirdEyeBlind.com, so uh, or Jimmy, I don't know.
0: Yeah. And <laughs> there, I mean, there have been lawsuits throughout the years about it, and he, to my knowledge, has settled a lot of times about it. Hmm. And it's pretty much every time Something a band member leaves. Something an innocent person does historically. Yeah. It's like each time a band member switches out or is kicked out or leaves or anything, there's like a lawsuit a year later. Jesus. Of them versus Stephen Jenkins. <laughs> it's...
2: Where's the Netflix miniseries, The People versus Stephen Jenkins? Yeah.
0: It's, it's <clears> not. <throat> He's a shitty dude. Cool. We
2: recorded all of that. Maybe that's our cold open. Hey. Hey. Really? Uh, you guys ready to go? Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Something Old, Something New, Something Borrowed, Something Brewed. I am your co-host, Nick Lancaster, and with me today is, I, as always, I think I can say, as always now, like two episodes A-
1: As per usual, at As least. per usual. Hey, what's up? It's me, Ben. It's your boy, Ben Duffy. Hey! Yeah, man.
2: we'll workshop it. That's, that's <laughs> <laughs> We'll workshop that, yes. And with me for the third
0: time for his hat trick episode hey oh it's uh ben again another ben benjamin campbell this time i am the double stuff filling in a ben sandwich right now
1: well i mean isn't it really like a Nick sandwich at this point
0: yeah Nick's Nick's was the material you don't call it a bread sandwich that's
2: you know that's a good point like you don't call a reuben uh, a rye bread sandwich
1: right it's a it's it's a corned beef sandwich what kind of bread are we Mm, mm. Delicious, yeah. <laughs> Very tasty, <laughs> dense. I don't know. At least I'm I'm a, th- a thick piece of bread. I can tell you that. <laughs> You're like the the Texas toast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I was I'm, thinking I'm like, like
0: the shitty heel of like the sourdough <laughs> that somebody wanted a thick piece and they just kind like, of said fuck the other person. <laughs> I'd make a grilled cheese out of both of you. All right, so. <laughs> uh,
2: Starting off with something old, it is my turn this week. And I chose something that hmm. I think I'm gonna do this thing where I'm never I'm never going to review this album because I know Ben would probably want me to. Uh I wanna say that I think while Songs for the Deaf might be like my favorite Queens of the Stone Age album, I found myself listening to Era Vulgaris more. So
0: I think maybe out of spite, I'll just never review uh, Songs for the Deaf. My favorite Queens of the Stone Age album is Them Crooked Vultures. Oh, and hot takes. Car, hot
2: takes. Uh So yeah, uh, if you haven't sussed it out, uh, I am bringing up Era Vulgaris by Queens of the Stone Age. It is a 2007 album that I think for a long time I didn't listen to. Like I, I, I had been into Songs for the Deaf for a long time, loved that whole the the atmosphere of that album the just like pretty bare bones like rock and roll and era vulgaris is much more grittier and industrial sounding and i think it turned me off a lot initially like stuff like six six sick uh i'm designer it's like it's very gruff sounding like very like almost like trent resnery and I don't. It took multiple listens to, uh, to, to get it, to have it click. And I think there's like moments on the album that are, uh, much more tender that I also really like. Like it's, it hits you, but then it cuddles you. It sounds like an abusive relationship.
1: Yeah, it's re- intermittent reinforcement. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, I think a good place to start though would be. The first song, because I think the first song sets again sets the tone, uh, and also this the, the the first track. I want to say that like Era Vulgaris is like the Black Sabbath four of uh, the Queens of the Stone Age. Is this the fourth
0: album they put out? Fifth, I believe. Ah, yes. There was to Queens, opinion. and then there was Rated R, and then there was Songs for the Deaf, and then Lullabies to Paralyze, and then this. I think. Ah, one off.
2: But you know the the turning on the screw really has a uh, a super knot vibe from like Black Sabbath 4. Uh there's like this weird bass guitar like almost like a sliding sound and like that happens a ton in turning on the screw. So let's play a clip from Turning on the Screw and then we'll uh dissect what we Here's just heard. Weird girl, white boy,
3: just ta
2: Guys, think of the song.
0: I I love it. I think it's <laughs> one of my favorite uh, opens. For, oh yeah, I, I think it may be my second because I got to go millionaire as probably my favorite. Mm, yes, yeah. but after that, I what I really love about this one is that how you describe this album is like industrial. I couldn't tell you from a technical standpoint what about the like mixing and production on the drums gives it the sound that the drums have, but the drums sound a lot like, almost like a machine, you know? Like, mm-hmm. it reminds me of clockwork, which is a funny word to use considering, like, clockwork, but that's what it makes me think of. It makes me think of, like, gears churning and stuff. Yeah, and the, the
1: I, bass and the snare and then the shakers. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Totally. The way the way the drums are mixed, they, they sound like garbage, but... They also but that's the it point. sounds really cool though. Yeah, right.
2: <laughs> well, it, i I almost wonder if it's got that um, do you know what uh, got it, gated reverb is? Mm. It's it's that sort of effect. I think Phil Collins popularized it, but it's been used it once it happened, people in like it was like eighties thing. It, it was everywhere. Uh, the idea is that um, you put a shitload of reverb on the drum set. But then you put like a noise gate on it, so when it reaches a certain threshold, cuts it off, right? Sure. So like the drums just have a, and then but it dies really quickly, and okay. you get like this really neat effect. And I don't know if that's exactly what's going on with this to make it sound like mechanical like that, but it's yeah, absolutely everything just sounds processed to shit, but like in a good way. Oh. Also lyrically this this song is uh interesting uh, cuz it starts out with uh a reference to uh the silence of the lambs puts the lotion in the basket yeah it's a cool start to a song josh hami speaking of notorious dicks do we want to talk <laughs> about josh hami
0: josh hami kicking people in the face like on stage <laughs> or whatever
2: with a, they, had, what, they had like
0: a camera on him or something like there that. was i think there was a, a lady who like yeah she had like a camera and he just like kicked it in her face that was i think just a couple days if you look up when that happened i saw them on december 2nd like 2017 in chicago uh i saw him with like run the jewels and biffy Clyro, and it was a couple days i want to say after that
2: yeah i remember i think we talked about that at some when that happened too because it was like Oh shit! I yeah, because wa- I wanted to see them on that too, because I've never seen them live before.
0: Yeah, they well, they sounded great live, but there were no people getting kicked at the face at the show I went to. So. Yeah,
2: yeah. Uh, I do, I do like the line, uh, "You can't lose it if you never had it." Disappear, man. Do some magic. I don't, it's, it just sounds like, I don't know who he's talking to, but it does just sound snotty. Yeah, which I think is like their whole aesthetic really is, or at least Josh Homme's aesthetic is just kind of like the i don't give a shit like yeah i live in the desert and i drink
0: tequila and i make rock and roll and like that's just what i'm gonna do another thing i really like about the song is the uh kind of i guess the main guitar riff it's this like really neat bluesy chord i i want to say it's something like a c sharp with it's, it's it's got like a flat seventh in there to give it that bluesiness uh-huh. and then how it kind of goes like na like that's like it's like the that devil's note like the diminished fifth and like oh, the major yeah. fourth going kind of back and forth between each other and those are really weird because they almost sound like out of scale but it kind of fits with the whole like it just repeats kind of like like a machine like sort of thing
2: yeah and i think as we'll go on with this album uh that happens quite a bit with like repeated riffs that are uh um Again, industrial sounding. Uh, let's move on to another song. So, like, the first three songs are uh, pretty... Just in that... The first three songs, I feel like, are are like almost like set pieces. Because I feel like it goes three, and then three, and then three. Almost like different chapters or different, you know, arcs. I turn that. Like, Turning on the Screw, 666, and I'm the Designer are, are like heavy industrial stuff. And then into the hollow kind of cuts back a little bit and yeah again it makes me think of like black sabbath and it's like more riff oriented uh so yeah let's play a little clip of into the hollow to get a taste of like the softer ish side of this album so yeah here's a clip of into the hollow from queens of the stone age on the album era vulgaris i noticed listening to this with nicer headphones on is that the stereo mix on this album is pretty damn good like i don't know his like his harmony vocals like i feel like his lower register almost sounds like a modest mouse like isaac brock quality to his voice like while the falsettos are going on um there's like guitars like the main riff is there but there's just like little guitar things going on it's like everything again like the i feel like the machine as like uh the idea of like this album is really perfect for it because like the drums and the bass and the guitar riff are constantly going and there's other stuff that is going on but once it goes like verse or chorus i feel like everything just like snaps into place like with that
0: repeating just <laughs> clockwork yeah um, yeah. Do you uh? Does the does that song remind you at all, or maybe it's the other way around? But there's a couple songs on Light Clockwork, like I want to say, like I appear missing, and like if I had a tail, that are like at least in the verses, they're the like, it's like kind of groovier songs, oh, yeah. kind of like that one is. And I mean, as as much as that album album's like six years after this, that was the next album, so oh yeah, I kind of wonder if if that's kind of when Josh started to move in that kind of groovier direction, because there's definitely like a sound change between older Queens and kind of like the last couple albums and I feel like era is when that started to kind of happen. Yeah, that makes sense. Are you familiar with like Clockwork Other Ben?
1: I I've heard it.
0: Okay.
2: But it's I been actually... like I heard it
1: when it came out.
2: Oh, okay. I love that record Yeah, actually. it's
0: a really good album I love it.
2: I I think <laughs> that's how much the their newest record uh sat in my brain. I don't remember I really
0: liked, like, one song on Villains. That's what it was called. And villains. it was The Evil Has Landed. It was this really fast riffy song that was towards the end. It was, I think, the longest song in the album, maybe. And that's the only one I really remember. Yeah. I and guess there was a single that I heard everywhere when I got tired of hearing it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that I, That is interesting, because I know
2: between the recording of this album and that album, he, like, broke his leg and he was like hospitalized for a while or
0: there was also them crooked vultures happened in between as well. So oh, yeah, that's, that's where true. part of his time was. I'm sure.
1: Are they ever going to make another album?
0: I hope so. Everybody's open to it. Like I'm pretty sure Josh and Dave Grohl and John have all said like, yeah, no, it's on the table. But How old is John Paul Jones at this point? It's like It's Probably like 73. Oh, <laughs> I mean, the guy was <laughs> I mean, like, on it. the guy was like in his early twenties in like, when did Led Zeppelin one come out? You're the, you're the 69 Zepp- was it really the 60s yeah
2: mm-hmm. shit well i mean the story of that is the a bunch of them were all in the Yardbirds, and then jimmy page left and they they formed their own thing and i feel like led zeppelin proper started in like 67 or 68 and then keith moon had that famous yeah you're gonna go over like a led zeppelin and then uh, like ah it's we're gonna name the band and be famous for like 20 years and then not, not be anymore. <laughs> <laughs> he uh he is 73. Wow. Yeah, he's getting up there. Good one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I never actually listened to them crooked Vultures. Ooh, you should do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I will. I should. But I I don't know why I didn't at the time cuz I loved Led Zeppelin. I loved Queens of the Stone Age. I'm not a Foo Fighters guy, but Dave Grohl was on Songs to the Deaf, so, you know. Oh yeah, love it's that album. it's
0: Dave Grohl drumming, which is like a whole different beast than Yeah. Like, as much as the Foos are, like, one of my favorite bands, they're, they're they're vanilla, you know? I mean, they're radio rock, <laughs> like, whatever. But Dave as a drummer is an absolute monster, and there's a lot of talent that goes. I mean, those three dudes are super talented. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It, it, it's an album, like, I don't skip a track. But, right. But we're not, we're not talking about that
2: album.
1: <laughs> but we could. Let's keep talking about it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I feel like with this album,
2: I don't start skipping tracks till near the end. And I don't know if that's usually because I've reached my destination and I'm driving or, like, my shift is almost over at work. Like, I feel bad that that's the way that I have to consume music now because yeah, everything is a distraction. Uh, I want to round this review out, though, with maybe two of my favorite songs back-to-back. Every time I hear this song, like, someone uh, puts on, like, a Spotify playlist that's, like, I don't know, early 2000s
0: rock. Is it the Guitar Hero song?
2: Uh, it's it's actually Make It With You. <laughs> okay. Which, the end of that song segues into threes and sevens. Right. But usually if someone's just playing like a, a playlist, they'll play Make It With You and then go somewhere else. But like the ending of that song clearly transitions into threes and sevens, and right. I expect to hear it every time, and I don't, and it makes me very sad. Yeah, I, I don't like it when that happens either. So, I don't know. Make It With You, I think, is those two are actually the two singles off the record i think uh, six
0: six sick was too wasn't it uh
2: maybe maybe a later single but Ooh, I...
0: six 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 was the first single was it it was six six six, and then threes and sevens and then make it with you interesting
2: i, I that's an interesting choice because i feel like make it with you and threes and sevens are much more palatable listens than six six six. six. but what do i know <laughs> so yeah I think the first time I ever heard Threes and Sevens was actually I'm Guitar Hero. My brother was playing yeah. it.
0: Guitar Hero 3, I think. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, I mean, that was right when it blew up. You know, 2007, yeah. that was the Guitar Hero craze. Yeah, I, I still remember my brother standing in the living room.
2: Like, he, he got really, really good at Guitar Hero. It was wild. Like, could do, like, through the fire and flames and all that shit. It was insane.
0: Yeah. I managed one time to beat like Freebird word on like expert, but it wasn't good. It wasn't a good beat it. It was a, I survived because I s- saved star power for, you know, like this, the, and you know, I just had to survive it. You know,
2: we're talking about guitar here on the podcast. <laughs> what a great game. <laughs> Never. I played the real guitar. So I yeah. I, was, I was that guy yeah. in high school. That was like, this is stupid.
0: You guys are posers.
1: Totally. <laughs> rock, rock band was way better. Anyway,
0: <laughs> I'd agree with that. Once it was, once it came out, yeah, I think it, I think it took over. Anyway, uh,
2: so I don't know which one do, do I do? Make it with you, or do I do threes and sevens? Uh, yes.
0: threes and sevens. I'm partial to threes
2: and sevens. But... His guitar tone on that is so sick. Oh, it's so crunchy. And, right. Yeah, I love yeah, it. It's, it's threes and sevens. All but right. I think here's what I'll do for the compromise. I'll play the ending part of "Make It With You" and then transition into threes and sevens because I love the way it transitions. Perfect. So. Here's half of Make It With You, and here's the other half of Threes and Sevens by Queens of the Stone Age on the album Era Vulgaris. yeah i really love that one very good it's uh i don't know if they're in a weird time signature or not it kind of it's
0: just a weird rhythm i think
2: yeah like it like the guitar and the drums are like just perfectly out of sync where it's like they're they're out of sync but they're in sync yeah if that makes any sense
0: i think i think part of what does it for me is that in the beginning how it starts off with those Paul mutes that uh, i think that's like the last like two beats in the bar and then, so that's kind of like the first thing you hear though. So your brain kind of sets that as the beginning. And mm-hmm. then when it actually comes in, the drums almost seem to come out of nowhere with that. Like dooch ch dooch It's yeah. a very, yeah. Almost like videotape, if you think about it. Oh God, it. here we go.
2: Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the radio, I don't know, if, Ben, if you've heard this the song Videotape by Radiohead. Uh, no. Tell uh, me no. about it. Well, I, was talking to, I was talking to the other band. Oh. <laughs> it's confusing. I know you know what videotape is. <laughs> Uh, videotape is the last song on in rainbows and maybe the best song did we decide that it's up in the air <laughs> it's easily the saddest song on that album yeah but the the piano riff is doing one thing and there's videos of them trying to perform it live and like they couldn't get it synced up because you want to like think of it on one two three four
0: but the riff is actually two four two three one two three it's like it's like this weird syncopated thing where like if you i want to say if it was if you if you have the like a metronome going and you divide it up into triplets the piano because it it sounds like it's just quarter notes but it's really on the like last part of the triplet before the next beat and it's you could listen to the song like on the album and never know it and because it is there's not really much in the way of rhythm on like the actual one but there was like a 2006 full band version where you can actually hear it like way better. And it's, it's really cool. Sweet. Yeah.
2: (laughs) But threes and sevens is like very off kilter in that way, but it it works so well. Uh, And his guitar tone and his guitar solos like, I don't know, this album is like super compressed, but there's like a ton of space. I feel like, yeah, like, especially like the way that the drums are placed. Like it's very like, they, they definitely play in the stereo field. Like, Properly to make an album that sounds so open, but it is like industrial and compressed. And I think yes. yeah.
0: It's definitely one of the instances of where like the, how compressed it is, is like part of the intent and not necessarily just what some people might say is like bad production. You know, it's like, yeah. no, it's the way that,
2: you know, right. The point. Like we need to compress this so you can hear everything. So you can listen to it on the bus with your shitty headphones. Yeah. Like this is like actual artistic I- intent. Um, So, yeah, uh, that's really kind of all I had to say about that record. Uh, I think pretty much front to back, it's great. I kind of lose it near the end, but that's only because I have a bad attention span. But, like, the first eight or nine tracks are just, you know, back to back to back just great. Yeah, this album's great. Uh, Easily a standout in their discography. Um, I, I guess I would rank it, like, songs to the deaf era vulgaris lullabies to paralyze uh but maybe like clockwork i don't know they're pretty they're all pretty great this one uh you know if you're not used to like that industrial heavy sound it might take a little while for you to get into it but once like this record once it clicks in it 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 clicks
0: in oh yeah so that's as is tradition oh yeah (laughs) Someone had to say it. If you had to give this album a rating out of three and seven. I was just about to
2: say.
0: <laughs> uh don't ask me how you do that.
2: I'm gonna give it a seven out of three, actually. So I'm gonna go above. Ooh. Above the one hundred percent threshold and uh what is that? Tapping sound. Is that me? Do you hear that? No. Tap. Oh no. Tap. My water is running and it's tapping. Um, this is going to be fun to edit. Out.
1: It's just me saying tap.
2: Oh. Yeah. Seven out of three. Uh, it's, great. it's great. It's very record. good. Listen to it. Listen to it. Don't let me keep talking. Stop recording. Stop listening to this and go listen to it. Okay. Something new. Ben. Hi. Duffy, not Campbell. It, Damn
1: it. It's your boy. What you got? <laughs> So uh I I selected Memory Emotion by Electric Youth
2: a band that I had never heard of until now. Same.
1: Yeah, you know, I I stumbled up across them in kind of a weird way. So when when Stranger Things came out,
2: Okay.
1: I I I really liked the music in Stranger Things, right? So yeah. So I was like, I'm going to go out and find music that sounds like Stranger Things. And I got really into like synthwave and just uh, bands like Gunship and uh, FM 84 and Time Cop 1983. (laughs) You know, just stuff that sounded like 80s movie music and stuff like that. And uh, I found, and then I discovered uh, vapor wave. Oh boy, <laughs> hell yeah! And um, I got I got really into that it, as a, a whole lifestyle or whatever. <laughs> 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 and um, you know, I, I I was listening to a lot of that stuff, and then I discovered this thing called Simpsons wave.
2: Oh boy, with, you're just uh, going down the rabbit hole here. Yeah,
1: right. All all the waves, you know. I was like vapor wave and. And uh, Dream Wave and lo- Lo-Fi hip-hop.
2: That's the good shit. I love that ch- stuff. Chill yeah.
1: Wave and Future Funk. And um, so, all, <laughs> all this, this this stuff. And there's a million YouTube streams that are great for that sort of thing. Oh, yeah. And um, so, I, I discovered Simpsons Wave and I was into that. So, I, I typed into Ye Old Spotify Simpsons Wave and found a, a playlist that I really like called Simpsons Wave. And. <laughs> And one of the songs on there is a song called A Real Hero by a band called Electric Youth.
2: Okay, this is what I was alluding to earlier.
1: And that is a song that was popularized by the movie Drive. Yep. Featuring a really handsome guy whose name escapes me. Ryan Gosling. Ryan Gosling. Yeah, I was going to say Ryan Reynolds, but that's not right. Ryan Gosling. So instead of actually reviewing the album i've decided like to talk about ryan gosling
2: i'm so glad that you went this direction because i was definitely going to bring up uh, a real human being because that that song is in that movie almost like a comically an amount it is it it happens like after an action scene it'll just be all right like just over and over yeah. again, to the point where it was almost funny to me how much it was in it.
1: Yes, it's it's heavily used. It, it's a motif, maybe. Yeah. Um. So I, I'm just kidding. Ryan Gosling, super hot. Absolutely. Uh, um. You underrated. Know, have all my babies, but is
2: he? Is
0: is Isn't he underrated? He? <laughs> I think people, everybody loves Ryan Gosling.
2: I feel like people associate him with like The Notebook. Yeah, I mean that's a, that's a pretty good movie. Oh, <laughs> I did not realize I would be in the minority on this one. Right. I have never seen The Notebook
0: actually. It's a solid movie, I think.
1: Ryan Gosling was featured heavily in uh, the last arc of of um, the Adventure Zone. Uh, it's a it's a podcast.
0: Wait, what? Yes. The, the, Featuring a, these people you may not have ever heard of. Wait, yes, wait, wait It's a
1: podcast, which is it's it's where people talk about stuff. Yeah, I understand that. Um, How does,
2: I, wait, I don't remember the Adventure Zone Ryan Gosling. What are you talking about? Oh,
1: yeah. Uh, well, I don't want to spoil is anything. It, is it Amnesty? It's it's Amnesty, yeah. I didn't listen to Amnesty. Oh, well, I,
2: shit. Yeah. <laughs> I could, are we allowed I, to swear on
1: this podcast?
2: Is that the first swear? No, that's not the i no. I've said shit. Oh, good. i said it just now. <laughs>
0: because
1: I'm going to swear...
0: Yeah, do um, it. Shit. So... If you're under 18, <laughs> stop listening right now. Oh, oh, my God. Or
1: keep listening, because we're going to say the cool words like shit and damn. Um,
2: <laughs> so wait, Ryan Gosling was featured in Amnesty?
1: Okay, okay. Okay. <laughs> I don't want to spoil anything, but yes.
2: Interesting. Okay. So
1: listen to it, because Ryan Gosling. Is he actually in it? Who knows? But go find out. Type in on your your Apple device, um, <laughs> the the Adventure Zone the podcast, yeah, and you know maybe you'll 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 stumble across it. Um, so anyway, what <laughs> <laughs> okay. right right Mem- memory emotion by Electric Youth.
2: Did, well, I'm glad that you brought up like the good synthesizer sounds because. Boy, do they have them on this album.
1: Hell yeah, they do. Uh,
2: I feel like the song Breathless had some real good ones. The song Real Ones had some real good ones. Like, there's... hmm, I feel like since... It's kind of like Prestige TV. Mm -hmm. Follow me here. There's, like, one show that comes out... I guess I'll use Breaking Bad as the example. I like that show. That sort of sets the standard for Prestige TV, which is this hybrid of cinematic television storytelling that is like a movie but it's spread out over a bunch of episodes and after one show really popularizes that format i think a bunch of other things jump in and be like oh i want one of those and suddenly now you have all of these tv shows that are, are i guess diluting everything and it's just like this is a prestige tv show and this is a prestige tv show what I'm trying to get circle back around to is like that whole synth wave lo-fi chill stuff. I sound like a boomer saying that This <laughs> lo-fi chill stuff that I don't understand. I gets... don't
1: study to this.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I studied to ambient noise rock. I sound like David Lynch. Uh, but uh, what I'm trying to say is these guys are authentic. Like, I don't know if they're using actual authentic eighties, like synthesizers and like that sort of instrumentation but it it doesn't sound like someone trying to cash in on a popular uh genre of music.
1: Oh, absolutely. They they're the real deal in the synthwave community.
2: <laughs> Let's uh <laughs> I would love to see what the synthwave community looks like.
1: It looks like me cause as far as I know, I'm the only person that listens to it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you just have like a hall of mirrors and you sit down and listen to it. And it's just like, hi. Uh, me,
1: me and all my friends <laughs>
2: how it feels to listen to podcasts <laughs> uh well I guess I don't know do you have a, do you have a song that we should uh, throw our audience into just yeah give them a taste
1: yeah let's listen to Arawa which which I <laughs> believe stands for as restless as we are
2: oh see it's not even all capitalized so it doesn't look like an acronym it just looks like a nonsense word that makes sense now Okay, here's a little bit of Arawa, or As Restless as We Are, by Electric Youth on the album Memory Emotion.
1: Okay, so I'd like to change my podcasting name from Ben to Big Vape. The Big
2: Vape?
0: Oh, my God. <laughs> he, he is Vape Nation. Oh, you do vape, don't you? He has been this whole time.
1: Oh. You told me I could vape in here last time. So
2: I'm <laughs> taking advantage of it.
0: You expect us to be able to listen to an album like this without somebody in the room vaping? Right.
2: Yeah, I just like reached into my pocket and there was... Uh, a vape in there i don't even <laughs> own a vape but <laughs> i reached into my pocket How did this game, i
1: only uh... started vaping because i was because of vaporwave
2: wow so you got peer pressured you are the statistic that they use to uh did they use that as a statistic i don't think so it's a lifestyle i it told is, you it's a lifestyle brand yeah <clears throat> i'm just gonna leave this in this yeah is... that's cool uh <laughs> big vape no, i didn't i didn't clap so you know that's usually how i decide what goes in and out uh this is all getting cut by the way okay (laughs) Uh, (laughs) i can't let them too under the hood (laughs) gotta keep them guessing still uh the the drums are very very uh uh uh, when doves cry
1: okay yeah
2: like it's got that robotic yeah like almost almost sounds like an nes like do you know the way that like nes sound chips work Yeah. yeah Like you have four channels, and basically, if you want to do any percussion, it's basically white noise, just like, kush, kush, kush. like that's how the drum sound in like NES games and like, I do I do like that in this a lot.
1: Yeah, Ch- chip tunes. That's a that's another genre of electronic music that I I listen to sometimes. Oh yeah,
2: <laughs> and like a lot like retro style video games now are so popular that like there are some amazing chiptune soundtracks to games out for like for sure. games that I would never I, I don't really even have time to play, but like, like Celeste. Yeah, never played that game, but wasn't
0: I, like uh wasn't Undertale another big one? Undertale for that mm, a little bit.
2: Undertale really blended a lot of like like MIDI samples and real instrument samples with like the more chiptune-y stuff. It's not like a traditional like okay. there are definitely like pianos and strings as well as those bleeps and bloops. We could dedicate a whole episode to the undertale soundtrack. Cause I've I, heard it's incredible. It is amazing. The game is amazing and it's very sad. And there are songs on that soundtrack that will make a grown man cry. Once you know the context of why, but we're not talking about undertale.
1: No, no, we're talking about this. So I think that this song is, I, I really like it. It in terms of, like electric youth as a whole. I think a lot of their songs kind of give this feeling of like, in spite of hardships and diversity, we're in it together. Um, which I think is a byproduct of the two members of the band actually having been a romantic couple since like eighth grade.
2: Yeah. I was reading that. Uh, they,
1: I, I always feel like that their songs are like making the, the misunderstood feel seen and heard wrapped in a eighties inspired synthwave veneer.
2: Right, and so they've been around since 2011. It's it's interesting to see. I guess. Do you know how old the two people are in the band?
1: I I don't. Not off the top of my head. No, but uh, okay. Wikipedia knows. Uh, no, it
2: doesn't. No, I looking too. Shit.
0: Well, either way,
1: it's this, damn shit. Damn.
2: Just gotta get the best mileage out of those swear words.
1: I, got, I got, I'm on my S's and D's now, Nick. <laughs>
2: I only have a pop filter though for the <laughs> S's and B's. That's a terrible joke. Uh, <laughs> ew. <laughs> but th- there's something about like people that are that are raised. I guess I- I'm loosely saying our age. Okay. Because I think Ben and I are closer to the same age than you. Well, God, there's two Bens. This is this is a <laughs> headache. As, as I said,
1: you can call me Big Vape. Yeah, so
2: <laughs> little vape and I are closer in age
0: than big vape and I. But like, it's... I'm, yeah, I'm. I'll be 27 a week from today. So uh, that's hell yeah.
1: sweet. Happy, that's where I Happy am. early birthday. <laughs> Thank you.
0: Uh, it's there's something to be said
2: about people that didn't grow up with that style of music, but grew up with people making that style of music that have listened to that. It's almost like a Russian nesting doll. So it's like people like these producers that kind of. Listen to other artists from a different. I don't know what I'm talking about here. Do you understand what I'm trying to say?
1: I think you're saying that, that little vape could fit inside big vape.
2: It's <laughs> there are
0: there are different sizes of vapes, so this could work. That's true. This is my little. You got the vape big right cartridge here. vapes that are like a flask with a thing
1: like, sticking out like of it, like the
2: Ghostbusters backpack of like. <laughs> uh, no, but it's like people inspired by people that are inspired by like they're like kind of like millennial aged that are inspired by people that were inspired by the eighties soundtrack. So it's almost like they're getting the information secondhand. So it's like authentic, but it's like they're rediscovering that style.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I see what you're saying.
2: So I guess there's like an innocence to it because it's like, it's so secondhand And I could be totally off base, but that's like, I don't know. I, I, you know, with my own music, it's just like, am I inspired by someone who is also inspired by something? You know, that's, I guess that's kind of what I'm trying to get at here.
1: Standing on the shoulders of giants.
2: Yeah. Let's go with that. All right. Also, man, what a break to like have one of your first singles be featured in a Ryan Gosling movie. Oh, I know. And it's also like a good movie.
1: Yeah. He was on the the Mickey Mouse Club.
2: Oh, there's a lot of celebrities. that were, Ryan Gosling was? Mm-hmm. Weird.
1: Yeah. I, th- I believe it was around the same time that uh, Britney Spears and like Justin Timberlake? Justin Timberlake, Christina Aguilera.
2: Oh, my God. Yeah. That's really, you know, I feel like the Mickey Mouse Club is like a weird thing now. Yeah. Like the whole idea of it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But,
1: you know, a breeding ground for future superstars like Ryan Gosling.
2: You know, that guy from The Nice Guys. Maybe the best comedy that's been out this decade that no one saw.
0: The Nice Guys. Yeah,
2: The Nice Guys. It's a it's a Shane Black film, and uh, it's like Ryan Gosling and Russell Crowe as these two like dipshit private detectives that kind of get in way over their heads and like like rich people murders and shit. It is easily like one of the funniest movies I've ever seen, and it's because it's got here's a here's a hot take hot takes corner. Okay, it has written jokes. It's not we point the camera at you you improvise and ad lib and just be like,
0: try to be quippy and funny. We're going to the... point the camera at Kevin Hart and he's going to act like Kevin Hart. Yeah. Kind of things.
2: It's like the, the, there are jokes that are written. It's like, there's physical comedy. There's slapstick comedy. There's like, like verbal jokes. Like it's, it's actually written and not just like mumblecore. I guess is what it's called now. It's not just like a Judd Apatow movie where we point the camera at Seth Rogan and James Franco and be like, Okay, go do it, and then we'll just you know put it together from the cutting room floor. I like Ryan Gosling movies a lot. Yeah, he's a good actor. Yeah,
1: I'm really, I'm really happy that that I brought Ryan Gosling to the podcast today.
2: <laughs> oh, he's here.
1: I mean, in my heart,
2: he's here in all of our hearts. Another clip.
1: Yeah, how about let's one. let's do uh, thirteen? Hell yeah! Which is not the thirteenth track.
2: It oh, get you every time, that it's one. It's the seventh track. Seven plus 13 equals 20. What does it mean? I guess we'll find out. Yeah. Here's 13 on the album Memory Emotion by Electric Youth.
1: Kind of got like a slow, melodic, angelic chorus kind of thing going on.
2: Yeah. Yeah, like this kind of music. I we were kind of talking while we were listening to it. Um, like you mentioned, like this is like what you'd want to like drive around to. Like mm-hmm. it's like summertime and the windows are down and it's like ten o'clock and it's it's kind of cooling off. Yeah, it was a scorcher. No, yeah. it's not.
1: But it's but it's like still like seventy eight degrees.
2: Yeah. I don't know why this music is so perfect for that, but it is. It's very perfect
1: for that. It cuz it has a certain humidity to it, I think. Yeah. <laughs> That's
2: true. Uh It's hard to talk about this without like trying to reference other things to like that I can relate it to. Like did you just see the movie it follows. mm Uh Disasterpiece did the soundtrack for that, and I think he did the soundtrack for a game called it was one of those indie games that came out that was, like, SNES graphics. Um, but that's a very synth-heavy, like... it's like, chiptune and synthwave, like, put together in a way. It was, like, super effective. It's a great album. Uh, I must hear it. Yeah. But, like, the, the premise of that film is, like, there's a monster that follows you, and the only way to pass it on is through having sex with someone. It's an STD, guys. Very, very clever and subtle. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, this is... Like, I don't know what it is about this kind of music that's perfect for those, like, period piece 80s movies. But, uh, yeah, it's good shit.
1: Yeah. And, I I mean, the whole, like, lyrical thing there of, you know, don't throw away a love that's true. I I just felt like (sighs) we had to play it so I could talk about my love for Ryan Gosling.
2: (laughs) (laughs) He's an American treasure, and if anyone hurts him.
1: You know, when you were talking about Breaking Bad, I was also thinking that they should reshoot Breaking Bad with Ryan Gosling as the part of Jesse Pinkman. <laughs>
2: uh, yeah, I just want to hear all of those lines as delivered by Ryan Gosling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, science, bitch. Like, <laughs> 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 like, it's just, oh man, it that changes the whole dynamic of the show. It does. Walt but would for be the less better. mad at him because he's just so handsome. Right. Yeah, he's like, he's oh, a, Jesse, you scoundrel. What a lovable doofus. <laughs> as he's just shooting up heroin and floating <laughs> up
0: into the sky. It seems like he would almost like wince when he says, bitch. <laughs> it's
2: like, you know, I I mean, I don't mean it in like the derogatory way, you know, just. <laughs> it's okay, Ryan, you're not, you don't have to explain yourself. Well, as is tradition, unless you had another clip you wanted to play. it is.
1: Yeah, I, I think we're good there.
2: We're good. All yeah. right as is tradition uh what arbitrary rating would you give this record you got two tracks with numbers in the name so you know you got options
1: yeah you know i mean i would give it probably uh a seven out of vape
2: (laughs) sure uh and i'm sure i'll spend the rest of my life Trying to figure out what exactly that means as I'm driving aimlessly in the night to this record.
1: Yeah, you're welcome.
2: (laughs) (laughs) All right, so that is something new. Uh, We're going to take a quick break, and then we will be reviewing something borrowed. Uh, We'll see you there. Okay, well, we always end the show with C on Side B, so I'm just going to say flip the record now. Okay, we got it.
1: Another episode podcast. Join hosts Matt Harper and Mandy Elaine with their new podcast each week as they dive into the movies that shaped their childhood. In a world with too many podcasts, another episode beats the odds and stands alone atop the list of great podcasts to discuss movies like Groundhog Day, The Breakfast Club, Stand By Me, and many more. Listen to another episode podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or Podbean. Don't forget to rate and subscribe, another episode podcast.
2: All right, we are back, and with us is an album borrowed from our esteemed guest.
0: Hello. So, yep, so today I brought in the third album by a emo band called The Hotelier, which is called Goodness. Um, So, as a kind of warning... I guess um, <laughs> if you, if you go look this up, this album up on any like digital distribution, like platform, you're going to be a little confused because it's basically going to be like, well, I can see like, there's kind of like some trees maybe in like a field and a whole bunch of like pixelated flesh. And it looks like a flesh color <laughs> in in the middle. And um, if you go and look up what the album actually looks like it's a, uh, well, you haven't seen it before. Have no, you? I haven't okay. seen it. So I'll show you as I describe it. So, it's a group of old naked people yes. standing in the field. Um <laughs> Just got all together. That's real. That's that's real. That's some real shit. That's that's real shit there. Um <laughs> as I recall, it's actually a art piece if I go back real quick. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's there's a section on the Wikipedia that's called like artwork uh the artwork was done by brooklyn Brooklyn brooklyn-based artist uh zirin Um, Sure, but yeah it's uh there's actually a little bit of commentary on how they censored it instead of just like oh censor the the crotchal genitals and the female nipples you know as is tradition uh and they were like well that doesn't really convey what we want like that's kind of like censoring the art you know in a way so if you're going to do that if you need it to be censored we're just going to censor the entire middle of it to convey that you know you're not really seeing even anything about what we want to convey here um but yeah so uh, this album is from 2016 yeah may 2016 and it's their it's their third album a little bit of background the hotelier is like i said before they're like a indie rock or like emo band from uh in new england and their, their second album uh, came out a couple of years before this. I want to say it was, like, 2013. It was called Home Like No Place Is There. And it that album is frequently cited as being, like, one of the kind of, like, the biggest albums of, like, the, the tens of kind of this, like, emo revival movement that's kind of been going on the last, like, maybe call it, like, eight years or so. Um, a lot of, like, end-of-year lists kind of, like, topping them for, like, Uh, the publications that sort of focus on those sort of genres like punk and emo and such Uh, and this is this was the follow-up to that I have frequently kind of described as as I've thought of it in my head the last album um, that home album I kind of think of as being like uh, if I were to go back to my to the house that I grew up in like but empty and abandoned and just kind of like yeah i i know i know know. (laughs) but kind of like walking through it as it's kind of like all empty and whatever and just how like sad that is this album makes me think about if i were to go to like a lake on like a sunny day like a nice like beautiful michigan day and just kind of sit on the side of the lake and think (laughs) about being in my house (laughs) <laughs> that's a so one step remove. yeah like one step removed but this album has kind of like a, a softer feel whereas the previous album was kind of like a harder a lot more kind of like crunchy electric guitars sort of this one's a bit more softer um there's a little bit more variety in this one uh the album opens up with a spoken word piece that's like a minute long i want to say yeah um,
2: and there's several songs on it with a, a similar title they are all uh latitude and longitude uh locations do you know what is the significance of that do you like have people looked up like what is specifically on those locations is it a geocaching kind of thing (laughs) there's a little film roll canister with an you put your name and a date and there's a little naked troll doll in it
0: (laughs) uh yeah no so um there yeah like you said there's three of them the first one is from it's the location of a lake I think it's it's called Sabbath Falls in Vermont according to Genius where the singer Christian uh swam and almost drowned as a kid.
2: Cool. Mm. Um, Great start. This this
0: the second is from So a, he doesn't
2: think about his childhood home when he thinks about lakes. He thinks about the time that he almost drowned
0: in them. <laughs> yeah. Um the second one is a different one. It's like a, a lake that he would often go to spend and visit during full moons. And the third is like a camp that he like counselled at. Um I I But I don't know how to refer to these songs when i refer to them so it's just going to kind of be like uh the first coordinate track and the second coordinate (laughs) track is i'm not going to stand here well i'm not standing so i guess i'm not going to um i'm not going to sit here and just kind of say it out so um, read the entire latitude and longitude
2: it's like an activation code for someone like a sleeper cell like as soon as i hear those coordinates they're just gonna like snap (laughs) away yeah
0: um so yeah, uh, so I, I think I want to start this one off by not the first track because that is, like I said, it's kind of a spoken word piece. Um, but the second track is called "Goodness Part Two. Um Is there a
2: "Goodness Part One"?
0: There is. It oh, okay. was a song that was released before this album came out. It's not on this album, or it wasn't worked into this. But it's, uh, yeah, that's a song that you can go and find on, like, Spotify. Interesting,
2: because I, I, I was, I didn't look into it because I was gonna wait to ask you about it, but. I thought that would have been a really tongue in cheek thing to do to just like release goodness part two, but like never make a part one. Yeah,
0: no, it's a, uh, I, I really like goodness part two because there's a, there's a part at the end of the album where it does very similar musical things that it wraps it right back around to the beginning um, in a very, in a very nice and clean way. It, it's basically just like a snare drum beat and that's yeah. kind of what happens in, in goodness. Um, but yeah we can uh, play a, a bit of that one to start off cool here's a little bit of goodness part two from the album goodness
2: by the hotelier yeah the hotelier. Cool. <laughs> all right the hotelier I, I wasn't sure so i was gonna let you say it first song slaps live
0: yeah that that part where it, he comes in singing a little bird from the side of the sidewalk that is just that that's one of my favorite parts of the entire album really because uh i really love the production on this album mm-hmm. uh, the way the guitars sound the way the bass sounds it's all like very clean and it fits really well together and you get a little bit of that uh earlier in the previous verse where like you the, the bass comes in and the the guitar that's playing like those kind of dissonant two notes
2: it almost sounds like there's it's layered with a piano it might be because it sounds like uh that sound where you like hit a, like a white key and a black key right next to each other yeah like it's that like uh, like second first it, and second it's like, i'm dissonance. pretty sure
0: it's like yeah it's like the first and the major seventh so it's like the root note and then the one right below it like yeah it's so it's almost so close to resolving but it's not and it kind of keeps you like on your toes kind of like the whole time oh yeah um but when the bass comes in and the guitar kind of like it it hits that those two notes like twice as often you're gonna hear that that sound kind of come together a little bit but then it kind of trails off again and he goes back into singing with just him and the drums but then it all just kind of (laughs) abruptly comes in and hits you right in the face and you could uh there are some lyrics there that in in the beginning where he's actually talking about like being withered down to our basic components and we are naked at rest and alone and i kind of you know that fits a little bit with like the album artwork i mean literally naked people basic components you know, skin and bones in a way um so i think they kind of come right out of the gate with uh kind of trying to relate to that
2: yeah and like even the instrumentation on that track it's like drums and then guitar drums and then vocals and then guitar and then bass like you hear all the components like kind of make their debut like their entrance and then like it's just back to drums and then full band comes in so it's like it's almost like they play all like the stems almost like they just play all the components separately and then all together
0: yeah for sure some high art stuff you brought in today (laughs) yeah i um i do also really like um I, i think this album flows from track to track really really well um at the end of this song i'm not i'm not 100 sure that the second the next track is the one that i want to gonna visit next but at the end of this song uh as it ends there's just kind of like a snare beat and it's like every like two bars just like one hit it's really easy to kind of like lose track of the rhythm of it and i think it's like a whole like 20 to 30 seconds in yeah it. but then it leads like right into the next track like the first uh that last snare is like right before it's like i don't know like a like an eighth note right it's almost before like it. a downbeat for, yeah yeah and I I think it really leads into that one really well, um, a song called Piano Player uh, that uh, <laughs> curiously
2: doesn't really have any piano in it.
0: Yeah, not that I'm aware of. A bit um, of a
2: misnomer. They got the the reverse Billy Joel piano man, <laughs>
0: <laughs> boy for a piano man he plays a whole lot of harmonica. Yeah, that's the tweet thing. I love that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so Piano Player is pretty similar to Goodness. Um, what I really like, um, I think. Maybe to get kind of like a, a feeling for it. Uh, maybe we should play a clip from the second coordinate track. Um, it's basically just an acoustic, like kind of instrumental. Um, it's, it's really quiet and kind of relaxing, in my opinion. Uh, I think towards the end, there are some vocals that kind of happen way in the back of the mix.
2: Yeah, it almost sounds like people talking. Or yeah, or, or, yeah. Like an amateurish... Like, before the song is completed kind of thing. Yeah.
0: um, But I I think it's a really really nice track. So, maybe we can play a little bit of that one. Should I try and say the name of the coordinates? If you want to, for copyright reasons. Do it. It's North
2: 43 Degrees, 33... What is it? Minutes,
0: I think. 33 minutes? Isn't it? And then 55 seconds?
2: Is that what that means? I think think so. so. Yeah. Yeah. So, North 43 degrees 33 minutes 55.676 seconds west 72 degrees 45 minutes 11.914 seconds all the latitude and longitude heads in the audience are going to be like you dipshit (laughs) (laughs) but anyway here's that string of numbers that activated someone uh on the album goodness by the hotelier
1: someone's not a geocacher
4: (laughs)
0: That was almost like a little campfire ballad. Yeah, that that's kind of one of the ones where I was talking about. Like I, I, I kind of picture sitting like by a lake, just kind of hanging out on a nice day, and it it kind of like puts me at at peace a little bit. Yeah, it's very tranquil. Yeah,
2: almost like there's something like very like amateurish about it, but it, not in like a, a bad way. Like
0: it's just really intimate. Like it, it's just yeah. it's literally this a mic with somebody in a room playing a guitar and i mean i think there's two maybe three guitars going on by the end but it's yeah no i i really enjoy that one
2: so for this record is there is there like a discernible theme because like the last time you brought a record in it was that aaron west record and like
0: it's hard to get much more of a cohesive theme than than that one right that, that was a. um i i think for this one it it this album hits me with a lot of nostalgia is, is what I get. Um, I mean, there's a song called opening mail for my grandmother. Yeah. Which I don't know anything about, you know, Christian's grandmother specifically, but like that kind of, to me, like if, a lot of people's grandparents, by the time they're adults, they may have passed away. Yeah. Uh, like, like mine have. So I guess for me personally, when I see that, it's like a hit of nostalgia and skipping ahead a little bit. The, the last track is called end of real, which almost gives you this impression of like this whole thing has almost been like a movie on one of the old,
2: like, like eight millimeter. Yeah, like, like the yeah. classic uh-huh.
0: film things, like almost like a, like on a projector, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I think that that gives me a lot of feelings and imagery of kind of like thinking back, almost like you're watching like home videos in a way, uh, which is kind of why I say like when it when I think about being at that lake but still thinking back to being at my childhood home Oh yeah, like that's kind of what I do because this is getting a little like uh, sentimental I guess but like there's a lot of uh, TV shows and movies that kind of have this I don't want to say trope but maybe trope is the right word where somebody like goes through they're kind of slow walking through like their old house and you can see the translucent but quickly paced images of all the people running through the house like as memories Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like that's kind of what I get Sometimes from this,
2: yeah, it's it's almost like a, a film score to like a, a, a nostalgic movie or like yeah, a, I don't know, I don't know if like a romantic comedy or like a coming of age story, but it's like you can almost see like the protagonist just revisiting all these places and like the hero's journey, you know, yeah. what has changed, what's you know the current conflict, what's you know what's you know your your end goal, I guess, I sure. Don't know. Huh. yeah let's um just, let's just sit in that for a second yeah it's like we're old guys
1: yeah, yeah. you guys are so old
2: <laughs> shut up big vape you got you got nope big vape old vape great vape old vape old b- <laughs> jesus
0: <laughs> this podcast is sponsored by big vape
2: yeah <laughs> gotta have my vape second <laughs> so McElroy right. reference hell yeah the tv show
1: the tv show yeah it's so good it's very good you cool baby (laughs) you guys are some cool babies uh
2: so rounding rounding this album out um what you got
0: um let's see here so when i was talking about how this album has a lot of variety um i'm actually kind of having a hard time to pick another one because there are a lot of songs that do there's this song, "Opening Mail" for my grandmother. Uh, that's it's it's kind of just like a solo, like guitar and vocals type thing. It's more of I don't want to call it a ballad, but it, it it's kind of like an intimate thing, almost like the instrumental one was, but a little different. It's it's like an electric guitar, for example, but not not like distorted or anything. But um, the last few songs are also really occupy different kind of sonic spaces, like like you in the light, uh, track eleven is kind of more of like an upbeat sort of faster kind of track. But what I really love is, uh, end of real is a really good closer. Um, that's one of the things that I think, uh, the hotelier is really good at their last album home. Like no place is there also has a closing track that just hits you like really hard, it, especially if you're an album listener. Like I, I tend to be where if I'm at work, you know, I'm not going to put on shuffle. Usually I'm like, I'm going to put on an album, listen to start to finish. Um, I, I think that they're very good at writing closing tracks that encapsulate sort of hey this uh this listening experience you've been having for the last 50 minutes we're gonna we're gonna kick it out with a with a kind of a bang and you're gonna feel <laughs> you're gonna feel some shit on, <laughs> on the way out um so I, I guess i'll I'll say go to end of real but yeah
2: I do yeah uh real, real quick i do I guess sometimes I go back and forth between um like artists and like the way that albums are are laid out because it's almost like two different things like sometimes an album is like thought out and it's just like they put it in a sequential order for like a certain reason so sure. it's like i do like it when an album is just like like I, I think it's corny sometimes but like when you see a movie and then there's a big title card that says the end <laughs> like it's it's nice to have like an end point because sometimes it's just like yeah, that was all messed up, and then we're just going to fade to black, and now you just got to think about it. But, like, sometimes yeah. movies that do that aren't ones that are like, worth thinking about. They just do it to be artistic. But then I think of, like, uh, I'm going to reference Boogie Nights. Uh, have you, Ben C., have you seen Boogie Nights? Uh, nope. Uh, ben D. has seen Boogie Nights. Of course I've
1: seen Boogie Nights.
2: I, it always makes me think of that scene with uh, uh Alfred Molina, when he's, like, the, the the drug scene at the very end when he's just like, he's got his awesome mix cassette and he's just like, he's like, you know, I just, I hate it when, when artists like tell you how to, I don't want to be told how to listen to music. And he puts on a, like Jesse's girl on like volume nine of his cassette. I don't know. I always think of that. Just like, yeah, you have a little bit of control on that. And like how you put together music. Sometimes you can make your awesome mixes and then shoot people with a golden
0: gun. Yeah. I think awesome mix is copyrighted by Marvel. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh i i do think before i i I also want to say that the uh i don't know how intended it was i think it was probably i i think that the 12th track fear of good it's a short like minute and 40 um that leads really well into the last track um for what it's worth for those listening you know i i would say listen to the whole album but just kind of keep in mind i think these tracks flow so well together that you keep that in mind i suppose
2: yeah all right here is end of real a perfectly uh fitting end to us discussing this album uh on the album goodness by the hotelier
0: sitting in it again we're sitting in it some closure um some of the lyrics in that song like i was kind of talking about the the name of the song being end of real and kind of being like maybe like the the, the imagery of watching like home movies and stuff and nostalgia i mean some of the lyrics in this song are pretty like i don't know what i want what i want's where i've been like it's very Jesus. <laughs> yeah dude I, I i i feel that a lot mm-hmm. You know, uh, it's kind of one of those things that just makes you think about being a kid where things were maybe more, you know, innocent and less worries and and stuff. And that's just, by the time you're in, you're, I don't know exactly how old the, the, the singer, the songwriter is. I thought you were going to say big vape.
1: By the time you're as old as me, guys.
0: I, I imagine Shit. he's around mine and Nick's age. Um, but, like, you're starting to get to that age, at least I am, where I'm kind of, it's really hitting me where I'm like, yeah, that, uh, that's all out of reach now. That's all... It's so. like,
2: but but when my parents were my age, they were homeowners with a garage and like two cars in a finished basement. That, yep. <laughs> uh, that and like
0: that doesn't happen anymore. No, it that does not. Um, but yeah, like I had said before, uh, the end of that song kind of has this uh, this drum snare kind of the drums. In a lot of the songs in this album have a, a lot of like reverb, which kind of makes it sound. It's. It sounds like it's sitting in an empty room in my childhood home. Like, they set up the mics. They put it in a room with uh, hard walls, so the, the nice echoes, and it just kind of, it, it cycles back around to the uh, the, sp- the spoken word intro again in the first track. Which, uh, it's. I mean, there there are times where I'll have this album on when I'm at work, and I I frequently have like repeat album on, and it'll just cycle around, and I just I, I just keep listening to it. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, I want to be sad at work. <laughs>
2: Uh well that I mean I I feel like the 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 snare drum just hitting kind of abs like in its own little silent space almost sounds like a film reel when it's done. Yeah. Like when it's just like that black and white and just yeah. it, it just like sh- clicks through or like sh- when you're done playing a record sh- and like the the needle comes towards the center and then it just if you if it doesn't have like one of those auto return arms it'll just be like bloop, bloop, like like the record's done but then it just keeps going
0: yeah (laughs) yeah man it's oh i promise the next time i'm on i'll bring a happier (laughs) (laughs)
2: well it's almost like uh i don't know we i talked about the wall by pink floyd uh, earlier in the summer and that album kind of does that too uh the very last song uh says isn't this where and then the very first Lot, it's it's super, super quiet in the mix, and you have to really crank it to hear it. But on the very first song, what is it, The Thin Ice? Or, uh... uh, uh you, know, you know what I'm talking about, though. You know The Wall. Yeah, I know The Wall. Uh, the first song says, Where We Came In. So the last song says, Isn't This Where? And then the first song says, Where We Came In. So it's just like, Isn't This Where We Came In? And then it's just like, it's a perfect loop.
0: Wow. It probably wasn't as effective back when you... Had said. Had to open the record, yeah. uh, <laughs> flip it, and put it back at the beginning. and Right.
1: Know, put, put put the other record on.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't know if it was a double album. Oh, yeah.
2: It's, oh. it's absolutely a double record. Yeah. Well, thanks for sharing the sad music with us, Ben. Yeah. You are yeah. absolutely <laughs> welcome. Uh, okay. Uh, I miss my mom now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Ben threw his phone on the floor. (laughs) (laughs) What have you done? Um, As is tradition. Man, you got a lot of numbers to play with on this album. Yeah. What are you going to make me do? (laughs) I feel like your rating is going to be like a string of longitude and latitude numbers that's just going to be like where I die in like 40 years. (laughs) That'll be your rating is you predicting my own death. Ugh. With
0: that in mind, give me an arbitrary number rating for this record. I'm just gonna go out of ten because I, I I can't. I, ten whatever. out of no 10? no no no. I mean out of out of ten because oh I, yeah, yeah just out of
1: ten. That's the rating.
2: Just out of ten. Yeah wherever. Out of ten. You're out, you're all out of ten. Aren't you nostalgic yeah, for
0: know. that ten that you had? It's I, Gone now. I would. I, I was like
1: your childhood. I wish I still had ten. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I would put this album at yeah. It makes me wish that I were nine years old out of ten. <laughs>
2: right. Wow, that's a little bleak.
0: Uh, yeah, no, it, it's 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 really incredible. I mean, there's there's a few songs that maybe you know, like are obviously like not as good as others. Um, I, I think somewhere around the like eighty percent of the way through, Mark, I think some of the songs kind of like take a little bit of a hit, but it, it's it's really really excellent. So I, I would highly highly recommend it. Excellent.
2: It is time for. The Something Brewed section, and I'm going to go grab that, and we're going to take a break real quick, because I don't want to leave the thing recording. We'll be right back. Scramble, put your headphones on. Let's go. Oh, uh, I'm <laughs> here. I'm ready. Uh, <laughs> all right. We are back for the Something Brewed portion. Uh, today, I have brought in a beer that was given to me by my lovely girlfriend, Chloe. Uh, we Hi, Chloe.
0: Hello. Hello.
2: I don't know if she listens to this or not. We'll tell you, I don't know, but, I, but I sent
0: her an Instagram video of you oh, uh, <laughs> zooming in on your face.
2: <laughs> that's, that's a theme I've noticed. Uh, a lot of my friends like to send me Snapchats of me from a distance, slowly zooming in on my face. And it gets grainier and grainier. <laughs> uh, Alright, so this is a beer from Jolly Pumpkin, who are known for their farmhouse and sour ales. I gotta make sure I get my terminology correct, because Big Vape knows about beer.
0: Big Vape is also Big Beer.
2: <laughs> so this beer is called I Thought I Was Special. It is a sour, hazy IPA. Um, I thought it was perfect for this because it's almost sounding like a Radiohead song and the bends are here. But the song that it would reference would be Creep, which is on uh, Pablo Honey, which it's, you know, it's it's close enough uh so it's just worse the bends it's <laughs> oh uh, pa- I, pablo honey is the. I, I guess
0: the bends is just good pablo honey
2: yeah we- <laughs> <laughs> uh the back of the bottle here says uh this sour hazy ipa was brewed to celebrate our friendship with tired hands brewing company they released i was just thinking of you ron jeffries featuring ron's face on the can making ron feel very special Sometime later Ron discovered that his face was just the first in a series of brews dedicated to inspirational brewers from Gene of Tired Hands. Ron thus questioned his specialness and I thought I was special was born. So uh this beer is packed full of Centennial, Citra, Cascade, and Falconer's Flight Hops.
0: Is that like a millennial?
2: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, a centennial millennial?
1: Millennial hops.
2: Uh, yeah, so aromas of grapefruit, apricot, and honeydew. Uh, I've had this on tap before, and it's usually my go-to whenever I'm at Jolly Pumpkin. So, yeah, let's uh, take a sip real quick.
1: Kind of has a subtle aroma of... Uh, a like, beer? I was going to say, like, <laughs> urinal.
2: Yeah? But, like, in a good way, right?
1: Yeah, totally. It's beer. It's one of the good <laughs> All the bad things are good.
2: <laughs> yeah? Well, I mean, that's the whole thesis of sours, right? Right. Because sours are just, like, all those funky bad things that we have found that are actually good. This Um. might be
0: the first IPA that I don't actually hate. I don't get... So, like, a lot of beer for me, which Nick mentioned earlier, I'm not a huge beer drinker. And if you religiously watch the podcast, the other episode I was in, I also didn't like the beer. (laughs) Um, But a, a lot of beer leaves this pervasive hop aftertaste that just i hate and i don't really taste it too much of this how do you feel about cilantro i i like cilantro that's the correct i'm not one i'm not one of the soap cilantro people
2: okay i wasn't sure if those two were connected i love cilantro as well but i also love ipa so i
0: is anybody neutral on cilantro i thought it was like a love it or hate it thing
2: yeah well some people have that taste bud that like I guess makes it on like even if you put a little bit of it in there like they're just like no there's cilantro in that can't do it but it's like then you're not eating guacamole
0: yeah the thing that I hear is that it tastes like soap yeah but I I don't have it so what a horrible
1: genetic deficiency (laughs) I know sorry everybody
2: (laughs) I mean really we're like the x-men of tasting wait no they would be the x-men because they're the genet this is no that Mm -hmm. doesn't work does it damn it no Damn it! I'm well, be the
1: what about what about asparagus pee?
0: Ooh, I do like. Lie, I what know. do some people? Do I, are like, you asking if I like that? Yeah, that's. It, are we talking about oh, does it smell I mean, or do you like the? I smell? I
1: love the smell for
0: one, but <laughs> the,
1: the, the fact the fact that I mean that's the only reason I eat asparagus, but the fact that there's there's people that genetically cannot smell the asparagus
2: pee. Really, I and can there's definitely people, smell it.
1: There's people who. Okay, there's people who, when they eat asparagus, their pee smells. Yeah, and then there's people who can smell asparagus pee, but those people are not necessarily the same people.
2: That's a weird Venn diagram. So
1: it's, so
0: it's like a Punnett square. I mean, I, I do both, luckily. Asparagus.
1: But you like you could have asparagus pee and not know it.
0: Huh? Holy Uh-oh. shit! And, so
2: and that's what friends are for. So it's like I, I just you're, you're at a urinal at a at a restaurant. <laughs>
0: hey, can you lean over here and take a whiff? Hey, whisper? smell
2: my piss, dude! You smell that?
0: So I uh I, I didn't I didn't ever like eat asparagus growing up because my, my parents just never bought it. Like it wasn't like I hated it or anything. It was just they just never had it or whatever. It's
2: fairly bougie food, I guess.
0: So the first time I had it was like like um, my my girlfriend like made it for dinner or whatever. I didn't even think twice about it because I had never eaten it to have this experience. But like. The next day, the next morning, I was very confused. What's wrong with my piss? <laughs> I, I go to the bathroom. I have had a pretty small bathroom, so, like, <laughs> there's not much room in here. I was just kind of trapped with it for a oh. south. You lucky boy. <laughs> ben
2: just gets in the shower and, like, cranks the heat up all the way so it gets nice and steamy. And he just, like... Hisses and gets that asparagus piss It's and it Pours it's like yellow
0: steam because of the asparagus. <laughs> this is yeah. gross. I love asparagus. Like, oh yeah, asparagus. Is that's great. my idea of heaven. I really love like a, just like get like a baking sheet and kind of like oh, a bunch of oil and like whatever seasonings. Like I usually prefer to bake it, or I guess roast it. I don't know if that's a yeah, better roast word. it. Grill roast, it. Yeah. Just don't boil it. My mom no, used to no, boil no.
2: like Brussels sprouts. Like put them in water. Yeah, no. It's like the that, whole house smells smell like it. ass. I, I hated Brussels sprouts for a long time. Until I was like oh you can deep fry these or like, like this
0: the same thing like I like cut them in half and then I just put like salt and pepper maybe some garlic and onion powder and just like oil and just that's bake all you it mean? that's yeah you don't need like a lot of seasonings they have a good flavor it's just when you like when you yeah when you steam them or boil them it's kind of like weird it's not like broccoli where like I really love like steamed broccoli it's just kind of like whatever yeah this is broccoli Put a little bit of whatever what do you
2: do <laughs> i have another I have a question now yeah if we're yeah. talking about piss flavors okay do any of you eat sugar smacks no no oh, okay but, but what a, what where's like the correlation the, the, chi- the children's cereal like sugar smacks or like honey smacks honey, honey uh, smacks i think i've had honey smacks It's got like the weird little frog guy yeah slappy I mean, the frog i've had it but i don't see so he has a name slappy <laughs> no okay <laughs> that's
0: just i was about to believe you there's a mitch hedberg joke about oh, gotcha, slappy gotcha. the frog i
2: i have noticed that with sugar smacks or honey smacks that cereal Makes my pee smell like honey smacks. I don't know what to do with this information, and I don't... Well, I know one thing you could do. <laughs> I gotta, like, Bear grills that shit and
0: just, like, boil it we out. You gotta remember to pregame with some honey smacks. <laughs> you should
1: crush some up and use it for, like, coat breading. For, Ooh, that sounds for, actually really good. For, like, t- chicken breast. And then that? and then your pee would smell like
0: chicken breast?
2: Yeah. Also, all, that, all the
0: sounds, that sounds pretty good actually
2: yeah any listeners out there eat some sugar smacks let me know what happens because uh, i i don't know if i'm the only one that this happens to i guess i could google it but then i would probably get like web md results that are just like if your piss smells like honey smacks
0: do you think that doctors would ever get like really mad like let's say you get a new job and you have a drug test scheduled and you're really mad about it and like the day before your drug test, you eat a shit ton of asparagus. <laughs> oh yeah,
2: so, <laughs> whoever's that's at the lab idea. that. has... But it's like it wouldn't even be the doctor; it'd be the lab that they send it to. Oh, yeah. no, that's true. So so it'd just lab be like, quest. Misplaced
0: anger. Yeah, because they just like you know you do it and then you put the lid on it. Yeah, that's that's a good point. Yeah. You just hand it to the doctor like. Don't Here do you that. Go. There's some poor intern somewhere who's not getting paid enough or at all.
2: Do you guys smell asparagus? <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Except by the time it gets to them, it's like a day old. old this is. Oh, yeah. This is...
2: well, you want to talk about this beer now that we've yeah, talked let's about Yeah, let's it? talk about this beer. How
0: how do you think this beer is going to make our our piss smell? Hmm. We're losing subscribers as I speak. Hmm. What was it called again? I thought you were special? I thought I was special. I, I was, wait. Like, like you, I, or I, you? The like... beer is called I Thought I Was Special. Okay.
2: It's got some cool artwork. It's got some, some feet and mushroom fungus going on with the uh, Bratetomyces. Yeah, yeah. It's like the foot fungus smell that cool. is uh, prominent in sours. Is that a? Is that a yeast thing? Is that like it's a uh, yeah, yeah? Tell me about that. So this has uh, pumpkin in it, uh, or it's by it's
1: by Jolly, Pump. oh, Jolly Pumpkin. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's a, you know a strain of wild yeast that makes the beer funky.
2: These are usually in oak casks, or like doesn't it doesn't necessarily have to be brewed in an oak cask, does it? Mm-hmm. Can it be brewed traditionally?
1: Yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, I mean, so there's. Because of that funk, it's, you know, there's a lot of wah-wah and uh, some slap bass.
2: <laughs> where's where's the Wolfpack-themed brewery and beers? Just down-tempo sours? I
1: don't know. They have some weird fascination with shorts brewing, I think. Do they? Well, you know, uh, they've got that song, Soft Parade.
2: Oh. oh, I didn't know that was like a direct reference.
1: I don't know that it is. I'm making an assumption there, but they have played at Shorts several times, so right, I'm guessing it is. A
2: decent amount of them are Michigan boys anyway. Where Ooh. is
0: Shorts-based out of? Bel Air. What state is Shorts-based? Michigan. In? Okay. okay.
2: It's like an hour drive from like Traverse City.
0: Oh, so it's like up north? <coughs> yeah. Okay.
2: It's a really cool brewery. If you've been D, I'm assuming you've been there before. I have not. Really? Really. I've been there a few... Every time I would go up north, I'd, I'd find a way to... Uh, Convince my parents to like make a pit stop over to Shorts and grab lunch there. Their food's good. Their food menu is actually based off, uh, or it was. I think they recently changed it, but the uh, the menu cover was uh, Quebec by Ween. I like Ween. Joe Short loves Ween, uh, and even on the back of the menu, it, there's like some quote from Dean Ween. was just like I'm gonna sue the shit out of you, and it's got like his autograph on it. Like it's obviously like a copy of his autograph, but like I'm pretty sure Dean Ween. No, yeah, Dean, the guitar player. Pretty Hang sure on, Dean Ween. There's like, a
0: human on Earth named Dean Ween. No, his
2: name is like Mickey McCallariadio. Yeah, uh, that it's it's
1: it's a know. stage name. Dean um, Dean and Gene
2: Ween. Yeah, the, yeah, they're, they're stage names.
0: Oh, okay.
2: But yeah, no, Joe Short loves Ween. Like, I'm pretty sure Dean has played there before.
0: Let's take a family road trip. Let's, 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 I would love to go to shorts. Let's deliver a Nick right. sandwich <laughs> yeah. up, up to shorts. Yeah, group. should
1: we just just stop the podcast and go now?
2: Yeah. By the time we get there, no, that it's actually not that long of a drive. It's like maybe four hours. Great. Let's go. Hell yeah. All right. Well, I think we're all gonna go to shorts now. Uh, yeah. Let's go to. Sh- <laughs> I have to work at eight a.m., but you know I'll, I'll call in and be like, "Hey, sorry, uh, podcast business. Had to yeah. go to shorts." Um,
0: I wonder if a Nick sandwich would still be fresh after four hours. Oh, well, I mean... What is your piece? What what are are the the ingredients? There's there's a
1: lot of moisture that can be absorbed in in the the big lake.
0: No, but that's okay, because there's probably a lot of salt.
1: Yeah.
4: (laughs)
0: You don't have to call me out like that. Help preserve (laughs) the preservative, you know?
2: I'm just naturally salty.
1: I think as long as I'm on the bottom, everything will be fine. (laughs) What? (laughs) What?
2: I
0: didn't know you were a bottom. All right, uh, so. You couldn't tell? <laughs> <laughs> is it like one of the like power bottoms? This,
2: this is the third episode and you're telling me you're... That's so good. This is very good. Uh, I guess that
0: makes me a top, okay. Shit, <laughs> damn. <laughs> and I'm just
2: Are saying, you really
0: a top if you don't have a choice? Not They're, all
2: heroes wear capes, you know? Sometimes...
0: There's always a choice.
2: You're, thr- you're thrusted into the role, so No! <laughs> <laughs> this took a very strange this whole episode took a very strange turn uh, i love it um, before we go ben campbell do you have anything to plug
0: um i actually do it's oh, not it's, shit, it's, okay. it, it's not something of of mine if that's okay yeah um uh i i've talked a little bit on twitter um there's a, a very good friend of mine, who, Spent a very large chunk of time in the last like year or two, like writing and recording like his own album, like at home, and it, it came out about a month ago. Um, it's on basically everything at this point. If you search for the Ghostwriter, is the artist name, and the Ghostwriter is also the album name. Uh, it, I mean, it's on Spotify, like Apple Music, Bandcamp. You you basically name it. Um, but if you're a fan of what I like to call Butt Rock. uh, <laughs> 90s inspired like kind of post grunge like foo fighters ish sonic kind of space with a little bit of weirdness of like maybe some like oingo boingo kind of ishness with some little riffish riffage that's like kind of almost like zappa-esque or like queens of the stone age-esque there's a lot of stuff going on there but it it kind of wears its influences on its sleeve but it's like a love letter kind of is how i is how i see it but i really enjoy it I'm, i'm really proud of of my friend for this um I, I would just say maybe check that out if that sounds good to you.
2: Hell yeah. I'll put that link in the description so people who are listening and are interested in some good old-fashioned Zappa Foo Fighters butt rock, uh, you can find it there. I will link. I don't know. I guess I'll... Do they have a band camp?
0: Yeah. Yeah. There is. It's a... Like, whatever is the best way to financially it's, it's support them. It's the-ghostwriter.bandcamp. Oh, cool. That's like the the band name or whatever.
2: Cool. That's easy. Uh Ben D, aka Big Vape. You got anything to plug? Yes. Oh yeah.
1: So <clears throat> I encourage every everyone listening to go eat some asparagus. It's good for you and it smells delicious when you pee.
0: Write down your results after you pee.
2: Send it, us we have an we have an email, SOS podcast at gmail.com. Uh I want to know what your pee smells like.
0: Uh <laughs> if we get enough <laughs> samples of Whether or not people can smell it and it does smell, maybe if you can't smell it, maybe have a friend smell it because maybe they can and you can't. I'm just thinking of like beer sensory,
2: like they have different samples of piss, but like they intentionally put some other scent in there to like lead you off the case so you you don't know which one is actually the true asparagus piss smelling beer.
1: Yeah, that's what they do. (laughs)
2: Uh, On that note. Uh, this has been something old something new something borrowed something brewed i am nick lancaster with me is
1: your boy big vape how you, boy
0: and and benjamin campbell i'm staring at him for for, for the for, that. <laughs> for obvious reasons <laughs> we will see you on side b